Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What is up, Micah man? I'm good, Stevie Stacks. How you doing? Good, good. Another long week, you know, grinding. Grinding grinding wears on you sometimes. Yeah, you gotta have a team. <laughs> Definitely gotta have a team if you're gonna be grinding. It helps, it helps, you know. Just like anything, like it's fitness, health and fitness, it helps you have a team, you know, to keep you honest. And, yes, sir. And nutrition and all that stuff. And and hustling, getting out there and finding houses, finding deals. Yes, and sir. that's what uh, we got a hustler on the show today. Uh, this is episode 153 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, HomeAway, Turo, Lyft, all that stuff, uh, Share Economy podcast in the world. And we have a special guest, uh, Miss Amanda Williams. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. What is hey. up, Amanda? We have another, what, another person we've met off Clubhouse, right? Another yeah. awesome connection from Clubhouse. <laughs> so, Amanda kind of go into your name. Your, your name is the traveling realtor. How does that work? Yeah. So uh, a few years ago, I decided that I needed to uh, create a brand around what I wanted to do in life. I didn't want to be a crazy, chaotic real estate agent. <laughs> um, so I was a realtor. I was an investor, um, but I also love traveling. And so at that point, while sitting in a hammock in Jamaica, I said, all right, I'm going to marry these two. And um, that's when I really started focusing on my passive income activities. So that's been about, I don't know, three, three years ago, four years ago. Okay. So you've been, so you just travel as a realtor and every, your team back home handles everything else, right? Well, our, the way our real estate brokerage works, I can have agents uh, work with me from anywhere in the world. And so it's, it's mm-hmm. beneficial because now that I'm in Mexico, um, I'm actually partnering with agents here in Mexico as well. So yeah, it's super cool. It's a different structure than anything else. Wow. And you're also in the short-term rental space, right? I am. Yes. Our I'm, properties are back in North Carolina, mostly Raleigh area. Really? So you think you're like the second or third person from North Carolina that's in the short-term rental Tar Heels. Tar Heels. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you so how did you get into the short-term rental space? When did you get involved and how many units are you operating? So we got involved about three years ago. Um, we, we ended up having to take my dad uh, to Mexico. My dad got cancer. And so we decided we were going to take him to Mexico for an alternative cancer therapy treatment down there. And so we put our house on Airbnb. We've always traveled in Airbnbs and stayed in Airbnbs. And so we said, you know what, let's, let's try this house hacking thing. I don't even think it, that's what it was called back then, but that's what we did. Like, we locked our closet, we locked our attic, I locked my office, the garage, and we took all of our personal belongings and threw them in those rooms, and then we went off to Mexico. And uh, the house ended up paying, just its first two weeks on Airbnb, it paid for the mortgage and it paid for our apartment that we were renting in Mexico. And so at that point, we were like, uh, I think we're on to something <laughs> <laughs> so that's what started us down our journey um, with Airbnb. And at the time we were flipping houses too. And so uh, we had a couple of flips going on and instead of selling them, we just kept them as uh, Airbnb properties. Mm. Wow. So the Airbnb house hack. I love it. Yeah. That's like the, the first stage, right? For a lot of us, I think that's how we all got in and we're like, Oh wow, this works. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I tell people I work uh, that all the time. I'm like, Hey, 
uh, you're going on vacation, right? Yeah. I said, how, how would you like to have a free vacation? I said, what do you mean? I said, well, just when you're gone, just rent your house out on Airbnb. He's like, ah, oh, no way. I'll never let anybody, strangers come into my house, blah, 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 whatever. So you'd rather leave it empty so a burglar can go clean you out. Right. <laughs> so anyways, I, I've done it before. And I, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, get your, get your vacations for free. Make money on your vacations. For real. Our house paid us over $3,000 in 2019. And we stayed there for three to four months that year. And it still paid us $3,000. Wow. Now, are you, have you still been renting it out during COVID? Oh, yeah. But yeah, we have someone in uh, right now. I think they're there until April. So we're doing more like midterm rentals. So mm-hmm. our personal, most of our properties are not on Airbnb. I mean, they are, but they're like blocked out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll get into like that a little bit more. But COVID's been uh, a blessing with us just because we've pivoted to more of a midterm rental. But yeah, we're living in Cabo. We came to Cabo um, in July for a real estate investors mastermind. And we literally didn't leave. Like, we're like, oh, we like it. Let's stay for four months. (laughs) So we signed a four month lease. And then four months in, we're like, oh, well, we kind of still like it. So then we signed a six month lease. And here we are. (laughs) Wow. That's uh, awesome. Go ahead, is, is it is it a better play to to rent something in Cabo instead of go and buy something, or do y'all plan to buy something there? I don't know. I mean, you have to buy cash here, so I'm not one. I, I like to leverage, <laughs> um, so I don't know if I really want to go dump, you know, half million to a million dollars in a property cash. I, I don't. I don't have the. I don't really have that money to go do that, honestly. Um, and the, when I do have that money, I would rather go get, you know, either buy properties with bank lending with 20% down in the U S or like I'm buying a property right now in Belize with, um, I'm doing 30% down on that property. So if, if these different countries, these different areas will finance me, I'm all about it, but I just, I don't know. Everyone has a different idea about investing, but I'm one to, uh, I want to get as many property, properties as I can and leverage that house. That's good. A wise man once told me, he said, invest where it makes sense and rent where you want to live. Yeah. Grant Cardone does that. Yeah. See <laughs> the same thing. Wow. Yeah, Cause I mean the high, especially the higher end you go, you can rent something really nice for like uh, a lot less money than it would cost to actually own it. So that's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Like the house that we, uh, that we rented when we first got here, we did four months on it. That house normally rents for $2,000 per night on Airbnb. But since it was COVID, they gave it to us for $10,000 a month. But that house was on the market for $5.2 million. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, um, I'll pay $10,000 a month for that property. Like, that's huge. <laughs> you, you mean your rentals will pay $10,000 a month for your property? Well, we actually did pay that because we were staying there. Um, we had two other people stay. It was a compound, like literally on the cliff. And then there was a little casita up top. And so we were renting the casita uh, for $400 per night. And we would bring in our students because I was teaching. And then another person that was staying in the house with us was teaching. And so we'd bring people in and so essentially we were only out of pocket, maybe a thousand dollars. Oh, beautiful. A month. Yeah. <laughs> I can't beat that. So now I have a question for you because you have your other places back home. You said they're midterm stays and they're blocked out on Airbnb. You sparked my interest. How are you going about getting the long, the mid, the uh, tenants without Airbnb? 
So I have a real estate brokerage. Um, I'm partnered with EXP Realty as well. And so we've got probably about, I don't know, 70 agents now in the Raleigh area um, that work with me. And so what I do is I market like crazy. So um, we do a lot of videos. Um, we're starting to put more of those videos out now. I'm doing advertising all over social media. So I'm doing all my ads. And also on Zillow, I have our properties on Zillow. Um, and we just really, a lot of ours coming, is coming from referrals. So now everyone in our area knows, you know, if anyone mentions Airbnb on Facebook and any of our like local groups, like people are throwing our names out left and right. And so that's what's really getting us the most bookings. But you have to keep in mind too, like my perfect client, my perfect guest is not what normal, you know, Airbnb hosts are looking for. So I'm going after uh, people who are moving to our area and they're looking to stay in a location for 30, 60, 90 days at a time. Um, I offer them to, we have 15 properties. So I offer them, Hey, if you want to stay in Chapel Hill for a month and then Clayton for a month and, you know, Garner for a month, these are all different areas around Raleigh. Then you can do that with us and you can really like submerge yourself into that local market and figure out where you want to live because 90% of our relocation buyers are coming from California and they don't know where they want to live. I mean, they may have been to Raleigh once or twice, but they don't know the differences. And these little towns around Raleigh, they're all very, you know, quaint and they have their own character. And so we want to, we want them to make sure that, you know, they are, they're a good fit for that town. Oh, now you, you sparked my interest again. Now, you said the Californians are moving there. They're moving to Texas like crazy too. And what now? What has that done to the market out there? Which market? The uh, market out in uh, what is it, North Carolina? In North Carolina? Yeah, where your Airbnbs are. How is that affecting the market? Is it going crazy? Well, um, <laughs> I'll tell you this: people thought I was crazy. Thought I was crazy because I would go rent a property for you know fifteen hundred dollars, which the market rent. So the rent estimate is $1,500 on Zillow, but I have that exact same property on Zillow for $3,500 because now it's fully furnished and all utilities included and everything. And it's renting like hotcakes because these people from California, I was paying $4,400 a month when I lived in California and that was mm. rent. Mm. And that was not including my utilities and that was not a furnished house. And so $3,500 a month in rent is nothing. And they're getting a three bedroom, two bath home, fully furnished, all utilities. They're getting everything. And so it's a deal for the, Cal for the people moving from California. And it's a convenience fee as well. You know, the local people in my local market, they don't, um, they don't get it. They've never lived in California. They don't know what those prices are. But really, you know, it's a matter of, of just targeting my perfect avatar, which are relocation clients from California. I know my people. I can talk to my people. And then I lived in LA for nine years. So it's, it's really easy for me to have those conversations and then figure out, you know, who they are, what they like, you know, mm -hmm. and then I can, I can make recommendations as to where they should go and, and buy within the area. And then based on those conversations, I'll pass um, those buyer referrals over to my agents because I'm obviously not there. Uh, so I pass them over to my agents and just do a referral fee on the back end. Wow. So you went 
to the market that the Californians want to go to. You go rent a house, fifteen hundred, re-rent it for thirty-five hundred. That is a that is an excellent arbitrage play. So people in Dallas, DFW, you might want to go to Frisco and rent your house. <laughs> so, so you ain't gonna about, get one for fifteen hundred though. You might get it for two thousand. Put it up for four grand. So I mean, we do that too. We we just rented one actually. We're moving in this week. We rented one for two thousand, and that'll rent. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm guessing about thirty eight hundred on that one. So but it's okay because you know we're we're about five hundred to six hundred in with utilities and everything like that. So we're still making good money on it. Can't beat oh, yeah. that. No. Mm-hmm. Now, do, have you have you arbitraged apartments before? No, I don't touch apartments or anything like that. Um. I do have one townhouse. I don't, I don't like it. Like I, I would rather have my, my, my biggest, I mean the, okay. 99% of our properties are three bedroom, two bath on a half acre of land. So that's what people know us for. Um, I do have one a tiny home. It's a 400 square foot log cabin, brand new granite like beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have that, but it's sitting on four acres of land. So that's a little unique. And then we do have one uh, three-bedroom townhouse as well, three-bedroom, two-bath townhouse. I got it because I like the location, and really the landlord was like begging us to take it over. And it's been it's been good. It's been fine. It's just I don't I don't like to have neighbors that close. <laughs> mm. Mm, I'm liking how you brought that up, though. You you branded yourself like we give you this house on this much acre of land. I love that. Branding is super important. I'm, I love that. Yeah. And you know what? Like we didn't go into this, like figuring out like, Oh, this is going to be great. We just kind of fell into it. And when COVID hit, I was like, Oh my gosh, we have something that no one else has because I can now go into these markets where people are living in tiny apartments in downtown cities and they want out because of COVID. I can now go into those markets and I can market to them and say, Hey, you know, come quarantine with us, have your own house, your own land, and I, that's what I did. And I got a lot of backlash for it. I didn't, but whatever. Like, I, I was 100% occupied <laughs> all during COVID. That's what's up. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I, people, you know, they wanted to get out of the city. They wanted to get out of the apartments. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just made that happen for them. So, so what's your sales pitch to a potential, like um, someone that owns a home that you want to rent from them and then, you know, flip, put it on Airbnb or put it on um, whatever corporate rental. How do you, how do you convince them that that's a good thing for them? Because a lot of them will be skeptical. Ah, what are you going to do? You're going to run an Airbnb out of this place. Nah, that's my home. Yeah. So it's super easy, honestly, because, um, cause we are, you know, we have a brokerage. And so I just tell them, I'm like, look, Hey, you know, I run this as a business. Um, I'm going to use your property to attract clients who are moving into the area and they're going to come in, they're going to stay in the property for one week, one month, three months, doesn't matter. And we're going to help them find a home. And so that's my pitch on it. When I, before, um, before COVID, um, I was actually putting everything on Airbnb and I still do put it on Airbnb just for marketing purposes, but my calendars are blocked unless I have like a week or two in between two guests. Um, and, and my whole thing with putting on Airbnb is like, Hey, look, you're going to have three insurance policies because you have your insurance. And then I have my own liability insurance. And then Airbnb offers another insurance policy. And so I had all of that going. I you know I have a whole landlord letter of like the pros and cons. 
So I, I talked to these landlords face to face when I first started doing this. Now we do Zooms. Um, but I did. I went and I met with them in person. I looked at their property and I start, you know, I told them I had 15 long term rental properties before doing this. And so I'm like, look, you know, renting to someone long term, they may go for months or years at a time if you're not going in checking on your property without telling you about a leak and all of a sudden your floor is falling through like that's not going to happen renting to us because we're in there we have professional cleaners you know we this house is like walk-in ready showcase ready anytime our clients leave after it's cleaned mm -hmm. and so they like that. And I also tell them, you know, anything that breaks under $200, I'm fixing it. I'm not going to worry you with it. But look, if that HVAC goes out or if we have a, you know, water heater that bursts, I'm going to call you. And they're cool with that. Mm -hmm. That's a great sales pitch. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, go, oh, ahead, go ahead. Steve. No, go ahead, Steve. You mentioned building your avatar. So, uh, so how does, how does someone go about uh, building their perfect avatar? I think it depends on where you are and, um, you know, we're not a vacation area, right? People do come, but they come to visit family or they come to, you know, job interviews or whatever. Um, you just got to figure out like who's coming to your area. And also, you know, are you a real estate agent? So are you going to be able to make money on that side of things as well? I, I mean, that's, that's, you got to brand yourself you know, just like we've done, we've branded ourselves with the three twos. Um, we've reached out to other real estate agents and insurance um, uh, adjusters and all of that in the area and just let them know what we're doing. And how do you go about, like you said, you have 15 properties up there. How are you going about managing all those from Mexico? You have a channel manager you use or how do you go about managing all those? So we have Glenn and he's amazing. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, it's just one guy. It's actually a guy that we've known since high school. And um, he's been working with us since the very beginning. And he's literally, he does everything for us. He, he handles the yards. He handles move-ins, move-outs. He does the cleaning. He has, he has people who helps him clean as well. Um, but he's always eyes on property. So he's the last one in before a client comes into the property. But he handles everything for us. Like we couldn't do it without Glenn. Wow. Because awesome. you do have to have someone there, right? You have to have someone that you can't just go hire a normal cleaning company, in my experience, because, you know, what happens if it's not done correctly and you get a couple of bad reviews on Airbnb, you're done. Mm -hmm. So how do you pay Glenn? Does pay Glenn get just like a percentage of the bookings or how does that work? He gets an hourly rate. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I need to look into doing that. <laughs> you're always big about boots on the ground Micah yes sir wow and so and so you own properties too correct we do um out of the 15 we have I think we own like five or six I don't know we have a couple flips going right now too um but Damn. I think I think five of them that we have a short term we own oh okay and and is that your goal to have like a mixture of um you know, owning and then doing flips and arbitrages at the same time. So I don't want to flip. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying I'm not flipping anymore. Um, but deals keep coming in my face. Um, so anyways, um, no, I don't, I don't want to flip. I mean, flipping is, is a cash injection. I said, you know, years ago, I want to focus on passive income streams. That is it. If 
I, you know, if I can't do the work one time and get paid multiple times, I do not want to do it. So flipping just keeps coming up in my lap. Um, we're not, so when we're, we're flipping these properties, but we're, we're not hands-on, right? I mean, one of them I've JD'd, so I don't have to deal with any of it. I just kind of put some money in, got the deal, structured the deal was subject to. So he's handling everything. And then um, the other flip we're doing with, um, with my partner's brother. And so he's taking care of like the project itself. And um, then we're just going to split the profits on the back end. So I don't know, we're just getting creative. You know, I owner financed that deal. Uh, I'm really good at like doing creative financing. So if I can get my hands in there and like do an owner finance or a subject to or a lease option, like I am all about that. And that's, that's kind of exciting, but I don't like the flipping work. <laughs> so what, what makes you like, if a, if a deal hits your desk, right? And it's a flip, why don't you, have you considered just doing like a regular bird, just buy it, rehab it, refinance it, put it on Airbnb, rent it, put it on Airbnb, or you rather. I've done that. That's, that's how we got started in our long-term rental portfolio. We bird everything. Um, well, actually we did owner, we did owner finance on them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and then we did the burr method on them. And then with, uh, I had mostly five-year blooms on those properties. Mm-hmm. And so after that five-year term, I ended up selling a lot of them, which was in 2019. And then, um, the ones that we did keep, I think we did our cash out refi on one or two of them. And then we still have some, um, that are still on our finance long-term rentals, but those are properties that could never be a short-term rental, you know? And so when you say they can never be a short-term rental, is it the numbers don't work or how, how or neighborhood? Eh, neighborhood. Yeah. It's uh, not the best area. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and we would have to go in and, and just, we renovated the properties when we bought the properties, mm-hmm. but we did a, we did a long-term rental renovation on them. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely no granite in those properties. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't fit the brand i got you <laughs> yeah i mean those rent for 750 a month you know they're just like little houses in a little part of town so um but that's just not our brand yeah it's not our brand gotcha so how has like um doing everything from a distance from far away how has it like helped your business and how has it hurt your business I can't say it's hurt our business at all. Um, I would say it's helped our business, honestly, because uh, more people are attracted to the lifestyle of, oh, wait, you can just like go to Cabo and not come home. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's attracted a lot of other agents to me as well. It, well, actually, agents and investors. So um, people are contacting us on a daily basis and wanting more information. They're wanting to learn what we're doing. Um, I have tons of agents contacting me wanting to join my team. I have a, a team within EXP Realty as well, and I teach all of them how to do this. So I've got agents in multiple different states running this exact same model. Mm. So I just had one of our agents, I was about to post it. I saw it. She just got her fifth property. I'm like so excited for her. Um, <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and so when you say she got her fifth, is it she got her fifth arbitrage or actually own, owns five? Arbitrage. Oh, wow. Nice. Actually, she owned one of them, I think, but she's arbitraging the rest of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a believer in arbitrage. You know, I, owning's fine, whatever. You get the tax benefits of owning. But what I don't like about owning them is when something big breaks, 
then mm. you're responsible. So like I have a property right now and it's $9,000 in repairs in mm. um, septic repairs, the, the septic line to the street. I don't even know some crazy stuff. It's been like, we literally had to ask our guests to leave in the beginning of December. I think it was maybe late November and it's still not fixed. And so this is, um, this is a property that we rented. So obviously we're not having to pay the rent because we can't occupy the property. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not having to pay that $9,000 sewer bill. Beautiful. Mm, I like that. The <laughs> advantages of arbitraging. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I had a property go out. The well went out um, about a year ago. It was, prop- it was actually the house that I flipped and I kept it as a, as a rental property. Uh, short term, I flipped that house, the well went out and like, I couldn't get a new well dug. It was like this huge thing that was like all this stuff in the water. And I ha- had no choice other than to annex into the city and then hook into city water. That took me three months. Mm. But my property was vacant for three months. I was paying a $1,200 mortgage on it. And it costed me about $10,000 to annex and to hook into city water. Oh so at God. that point, I was like, uh-uh, ain't buying no more properties. <laughs> you kind of you said something that kind of made me think of something. So you, you said it was a flip property that you did and had this well issue with. Have you ever flipped a property and then rented it from the person you sold it to? No. Hmm, okay. I usually sell it to end buyers. Okay, so someone just looking to move into a house. Okay. Yeah, I'm not looking for an investment property. I was wondering if people were doing that because you how you well, worded that it made me think about that. I've never okay, so I have done this. I have sold an investor a house and actually like picked out the house that I wanted to rent from them. And <laughs> so been like, hey, buy this and I'll rent it from you. <laughs> ah, smart idea. I love it. I love it. Okay, that's a good idea. So, so your houses that you target are, are three twos. About how big? You said how big they were. They're, um, I think our smallest one's 1300, well, besides the cabin, um, our smallest three, two is 1300 square foot. And we go all the way up. Uh, the one that we just got that we're moving into next week, that one's like 3,500 square foot. Um, wow. So, yeah. So, so what are like some tips to, to furnish an entire house without, you know, spending a crap load of money? I'm a cheapo. Uh, so <laughs> I have a, I have relationships with wholesalers. Number one, um, that's huge. And you can find wholesalers, you know, we found all of our wholesalers on like Craigslist and Facebook and you don't ever, they don't say that they're wholesalers. They just have, you know, the same bed frame, (laughs) you know, a lot (laughs) of them. It's like, Oh, okay, cool. You wholesale this. I need 15 mattresses or I need like 15 bed frames. Um, so that's what, that's where we found our, our wholesalers and we buy like all of our bed frames, mattresses, um, all of our couches, dining room tables and chairs, um, kitchen tables. Uh, what else do we get? Um, a lot of our bedroom furniture as well. We get a bunch of stuff from them. Uh, we even have a wholesaler rug guy. So like all of that stuff comes from them and I'm talking, it's cheap. It's like my couches are like 400 bucks. Um, my headboards are like 150 and this is like really nice stuff. And so, um, that's where we get a lot of our stuff. And then a little trick that we've been doing, um, we will go as far as like decorating goes, there's a lot of people that get transferred to an an area 
and they stay for six months or a year. It didn't work out and they have to move back across the country. Well, when they got here, they bought everything new from rooms to go normally. Mm. <laughs> and so um, these people will have these moving cells and you'll find them on Facebook or on Craigslist and they'll be posting like a hundred items. And so we call them and we're like, Hey, look, you know, we're interested in buying your whole house, like everything. Um, can we come take a look at it? And so we'll go over, take a look at it. If 70% of the stuff is stuff that we would use in an Airbnb, then we'll just make them an offer. And it's usually two to $3,000 to Whoa. buy everything in the house. And I'm talking the dishes, uh, everything. And we will take our U-Haul there and we'll take everything. And what we want to use, we'll use. And what we don't want to use, we'll take to, uh, we'll donate it to charity and take a tax write-off. Mm. Wow. I love that. <laughs> and it's cheap. I it's, mean, it's, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about, you know, like used looking stuff. I mean, this is like nice stuff. They just don't want to have to pay to move it across country. Like I did that. It cost me almost $4,000 to move my junk to North Carolina. I'm like, I could have bought all of that brand new. <laughs> wow. That's insane. Wow. I mean, cause like people here are spending five to 10,000 uh, to do like a one bedroom arbitrage, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, you say you could do it for two to three, two to three grand, a whole house. That's, that's amazing. Well, Oh, that's buying someone else's house. So you always, when you do that, you're obviously buying all of your sheets and blankets and linen towels okay. and all that stuff. So we'll be in normally about four to 5,000. Um, if we hit a good, a good sale, right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Normally it's between, I'd say between four to 6,000 for us to furnish a house. So, so I take it you communicate with whoever the, the person is that's moving and, and, you, and you say you want to go see it and you, and you send Glenn out there to go do all the work. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, he'll FaceTime us. Yeah. Huh? Oh. And how, how long does it take to usually get that set up? What, a house? Yeah, like if you guys got to go and find the wholesaler and all that, how long does it usually get? Like you guys have the house today. How long? When is it things going to be live and ready to go? So you guys are going to flip out when I tell you this. So um, one of the houses that we rented has a, oh my gosh, I don't even know how big this shed is out back. It's probably like, I don't know, 60 by 60. I mean, it's like huge. It's huge. It's a huge building out back. And so there's another driveway that gets to the big building. So we rent the house and then we keep the building as our storage. So Alex is all, my partner is always like looking for deals. And if we find a deal, we'll go buy the whole house and we'll just take it all into the storage. And then we have everything whenever we do get a property. Mm. So like we just picked up this property this week. Well, we, we don't, we have to go to Walmart and buy like a couple of things, but mm. we have everything else in storage already. Oh, oh. you preparing. <laughs> yeah because as you go you know you may see something cool like you're driving down the road like my, my mom does this for us my mom's in north carolina and if there's a yard sale and there's like a pretty painting or something she'll stop and she'll be like oh my god that would be perfect and so she'll buy it for 10 or 20 bucks and we'll go throw it in the storage even and think oh we may use that or we may not i don't know <laughs> wow that's so cool so um why you said you're buying a place in belize why belize I love Belize. Um, so I don't know. I just, I absolutely love the islands and we go there quite often. 
And um, I used to run the Triangle International Council of Realtors back in North Carolina. And uh, one of our speakers one time was a gentleman that was, has been building in Belize and Panama and Nicaragua for like 23 years. And he owns a, he has, he's a partner in a bank as well. And so um, he came out with these super cute overwater bungalows with the glass floor. And I took one look at it and I was like, oh, I have to have one. <laughs> <laughs> and so I bought one and uh it's we're still in construction so it's not going to be done until November we are going out there in a few weeks just to take a look at it and everything and see the location and all that stuff but it's funny because I bought one and um and then I posted a picture on Facebook and I was like so I just did a thing hey <laughs> <laughs> just bought one of these units and um I ended up selling eight of them oh my gosh. Yeah. So the, my down payment is almost paid for um, by the referral fees that I brought in just from doing one post. And I didn't even mean to sell them. I, at the point I was like, oh, wow. I have people wanting to buy these too. And he's like, well, you get a referral fee. And I was like, score. Okay. Holy crap. She hustles on every level, Micah. For real. <laughs> yeah, get your real estate license. There's tons of opportunities. We're, yeah, it's I'm selling been on now. My mind. Like, it's been on my mind sure. too. It's been on my mind. You know, you know, we've gotten advice from people in the past and other like like kind of real estate mentors that have have had their license and they've they've told us like, eh, you probably shouldn't get it because then if something happens and the if you go to court, the judge will be more, you know, he'll be uh, more strict on you because hey, you have you're a realtor, you know better than you can do this or that. And, but I don't know. I, I'm thinking it might, it might be a pretty good asset after all. Just be in integrity with everything that you do. And you don't have to worry about that. You'll be uh, fine. That makes sense. Maybe that I mean, person You're was... missing out on a bunch of money by not having your license. Like take <laughs> all of the referral fees. Steve, you were getting some bad advice from someone who was a little shady. <laughs> hey man, some people walk on, walk on the edge a little, you know, nothing wrong with that. But there's not much you can do to mess up having short-term rentals. I mean, I could see that if you're out, you know, wholesaling and stuff like that. But as long as you're upfront with people, like every single person, every deal I've ever done in my entire life, they know that I'm a real estate professional. They know that I'm a realtor. It doesn't matter if I'm doing a subject to or whatever it is. They know that. Mm. So now, now uh, I have a question. Yeah. Were you a real estate investor before you became a real estate agent? 100%. Ah, see, that, see, that's the key that I always look into. Like if you were an investor before and then like I noticed the people who are just agents and don't really understand the investor side, it's kind of that little conflict, you know, but okay. That's what I was Yeah. Doing. Yeah. No, I, I started investing back in like 2008. I started getting educated in 2006 and mm -hmm. then I started investing in like 2008, 2009 um, as, a, as a private money lender. Actually, that's how I got in. Um, and then from there, uh, the girl that I was loaning money to, she was flipping and she got up like 50 houses a year. And so I would go and like watch her and just kind of be on the job just to kind of see what she was doing. And then I did that for a few years and then moved back to North Carolina and I was like, okay, I need my money now. And so I went back and, and started flipping myself, but I got my license because I didn't want to pay a real estate agent to list my houses. Oh, got you. Okay. And it, at the time in 2013, you could actually get a good deal off of MLS. Like we were actually buying houses 
off the MLS to flip. It seems like so long ago. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I'm in a market right now. Yeah, it's just hard to do that one. Yeah. Back, back to Belize real quick. Do you have any more of those houses for sale over there? So we sold out of phase one. Um, phase two, so phase one was the over, overwater bungalows. We, had, we only had 20. So it's literally like 20 little tiny homes, um, tiny smart homes. And then phase two will be the same thing. So little tiny smart homes, but they're going to be on land. And then phase three will be condos with a pool. So we're rolling out phase two um, pretty soon. So if you want more information about that, um, I can send you, uh, we do webinars all the time, like just teaching people how to buy in Belize and you can get financing in Belize, which is what I really like. Um, so yeah, so we do stuff like that a lot. And so are you going to make yours a short-term rental? Oh yeah. They're handling <laughs> the whole thing. Oh, they, they do everything. I mean, it's expensive. It's 30%, but I'm like, whatever. Like I can still, oh, wait, it's 30%. But if I book it, they pay me 15%. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Okay. So it's 30% for them to manage it. Yeah. Okay. And in Belize, you can do financing. Yes. Is it traditional 25% down to get in or how does it so, um So I'm doing 30%. Okay. Um, 30% down. Okay. Yep. You can do 50% down or 30% down. Now what's now how, how like, like a one bedroom, one bath condo, how much is that over there? Um, you're looking probably about 150 to 200. Okay. 150 yep. to 200. Was that the overwater ones or no? The overwater one, I think we did 169 on that one. What? 169 and it's yes. how big? Yes. Uh, it's just, it's, it's tiny. It's a, it's like a, it's like a little studio, but it's got, I mean, you have more outdoor space than you have indoor space really. Mm -hmm. um, because you, have, you have your own little deck, like dock area. And then you have like the spiral staircase that goes up to a, um, what do they call it? A loft. Uh, yeah. Well, kind of it's outdoors though. They call it oh. something else fancy. <laughs> oh, um, uh, uh, that which I'm trying to think. You're uh, in parks. Lanai, Lanai or something like that. I don't know. Gazebo? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. But, 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 I, but, it's, oh, but it's over water is the thing. It's, that's, that's, I mean, that would be look killer with the professional photos on Airbnb. You wouldn't have to market that thing. It'd just be written all the time. This is the craziest thing in, like, I've, I've ever seen. That's why I jumped all over it. And so did my agent. So out of those eight that I sold, I think like six of those people that bought were agents on my, in my organization. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, this is a freaking killer deal. Because check this out. There's only one other overwater bungalow community in Belize. And those are renting for about four to $500 per night. There is a hotel right next door that's renting hotel rooms for 300 to 400 dollars per night their estimates on these were 175 dollars a night and i was like y'all got that wrong like it's going to be so much it's going to be double that but they're being like all conservative with the roi on it i'm like <laughs> wow. that's amazing Dang. okay now, now when you say you say it's glass bottom too you can see yeah into the water I yes don't, I, wow that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Man, you can just wake up and look at the fish. That's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. Dive off your little deck yeah. and with them. <laughs> see a shark under there. That'd be crazy. Oh, man. Wow. 
so so you've been you've been hustling from since like from a young age or what you sound like um you, you see you see all the angles and you take advantage of all the angles yeah so you yeah. started yeah so you started in 06 you said uh yeah i started getting educated i joined um a real estate education company called new Barish university back then they're not around anymore um, actually, the the partners split, and one of them went on to do this other thing called Renatus, I think it is, mm-hmm. um, and the other one was just not a good person. Um, but anyways, like that all went away, and then um, but I but it was great education. It was two years, so for one week every single quarter for two years, um, I would go to college, and like literally, we would all go to Arizona. We rented a big convention center, and each room was classes, and we had tests. And it was like literally school and they were actually giving college, um, college credits for taking these classes. And so you could sign up and that's where like, I learned everything. Like I took every type of real estate investing class. And then when you have that much knowledge, then you can really sit down and be like, okay, this is what I want to focus on. But the thing is you have to know about everything because when you go in to meet with a client, you know, subject to may not be their thing. The house may not be paid off. They may not be able to do an owner finance deal. Like it just depends. So you have to be well-versed and I think all of it. um, So you have a lot of tools in your tool belt. Hmm. And I'm talking more about investing right now. I know this is about Airbnb. Sorry. No, no, no. We're all all. all about (laughs) investing. Because you you said tool on your tool belt. You work for XP Realty out in Caroline. You Yeah. Do you know Mike and Shelby? Mike and Shelby. Michael Glaspie and Shelby Osborne? I don't think so. There's, we just hit 43,000 agents. Oh, you guys. Yeah, so never mind. Because everyone well, out there, like, it, it, they work for that realty company and they're killing it. So, <laughs> Look, I've been with them for almost four years now. And the stock when I got involved was $2.42. I think we're at like $116 today. We're splitting on the 16th. Um, this, this company has made millionaires just in the stock, not including the, the revenue share and everything else. The company shares 50% of revenue with all of the agents not including that. I'm just talking about stock alone. Like it's changed our life. Like that's the reason why I can travel. Seriously. Wow. It's not the Airbnb. Wow. It's, it's the EXB. Wow. That, yeah, I'm, I might need to, might need to get my real estate <laughs> license. <laughs> wow. You might want to consider that. Right, right, right. So um, what, what, let me see. I, I like to ask this question. So, so what's like a, your favorite failure, something that like something that went so wrong, but it, it pushed you on a path of, to, to being very successful. Um, so many things are coming to mind. Yeah. <laughs> so gosh, I mean, first off, I would say like what pushed me into doing arbitrage versus buying was that issue with the, with the well, um, that pissed me off. So I didn't, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to buy anymore after that. Um, but gosh, I think the, I don't, I don't consider it a failure. I consider it like a life change, right? So when my dad got cancer and we, we went to Mexico, that was a pivot point for us because as I'm sitting in Mexico, you know, with him every day at the hospital, him getting treated, I would own a two year, um, yeah, about two years of, I would have to go for months at a time and not work. And He's, he passed away now. He's been gone for a little over a year. But 
during those time frames, like if I didn't have passive income, I wouldn't have been able to survive. And so now that my dad's gone, he left my mom with like her social security is less than a thousand dollars a month and she wouldn't be able to survive. Right. So it's, it's my, like, I'm the one in the family that has to make it work because if I don't win, then she's going to lose. And that's what gets me up every single day. It's not about like me winning for me or the money or anything like that. It's like, if I don't figure this out, <laughs> then, you know, people that I love are going to suffer. So that's, I think that's, you got to have your why, right? Yeah, and right. it's got to be bigger than you are. And, and it's kind of like, in a way, it, it, it's, you're glad that you're doing something that you're, you sound like you're passionate about. You know, a lot of people, are, oh, my, I, I have to help my mom out to whatever. I to, that means I have to work uh, 88, 100 hours a week at a job I hate to do it, you know. But you found a way to do something that you enjoy and you're passionate about to also be able to, you know, hit ends meet or to, you know, to be successful. I love what I do. And the Airbnb is just one part of it. Like what I love most is teaching these agents that come and partner with me. I love teaching them how to do all this. And when they come and they send me a text, Hey, I just got my fifth property or I just got my first one in our contract or, you know, I just did an owner finance deal. Like that's what lights me up. So I'm like, yes, <laughs> they're learning and they're not just being a real estate agent. So many real estate agents are just real estate agents and they sell houses until they die. Like mm -hmm. literally one foot in the grave, one foot at the closing table, they're 80 years old and they can't stop selling houses because they have no passive income. Mm -hmm. And that's unacceptable. Like I, I've got to change that. So that's, you know, I made it my mission. I'm like, I want to inspire 10,000 agents, real estate agents to live a passive income lifestyle. And that's what I'm after. So I will have 10,000 agents in my organization at eXp Realty by 2025. And that's, that is like in stone. That will happen because we're going to be at 100,000 agents by next year. Or excuse me, the end of this year. Sign, sign me up. I want to be one of your agents. Let's go. Let's roll. <laughs> really? hey. We can operate here in Dallas, Fort Worth. Everywhere. I'm worldwide. <laughs> Sweet. Really Let's do it. Let's do it, Micah. For real, I might have to go get my license now. Everybody's talking me into it, talking me off the edge. So, so what, what what advice would you give to some someone out there who hates their job, hates where they're at in life, and and they want and they want to do something, they want to change it up, they want to do something? Do it. Do <laughs> <I> it. Mean, <laughs> so this is the thing. People are always like, "Oh, I don't have time," or this or that. Number one, find someone that you jive with. Find someone who's doing what you want to do. And be mentored by them. You're probably going to have to spend money, okay? Because people just don't have time to invest in you and help you and everything without actually making money on that normally. Um, so find someone who speaks to you, buy their course, get mentored, hire them to be your coach, whatever it is, and dive into what they're telling you to do. And if that means you have to wake up an hour or two early every single morning and have three cups of coffee because you haven't been up that early in your entire life, to dive into their, you know, their, their material and to learn and train yourself, do it. It's a temporary thing that's going to get you to a life, like a, a life worth living, right? This is what's going to build your empire, but it's not going to happen by working your nine to five job and, you know, going to go, get, going home and having a beer and having dinner and going to bed and watching a movie. Like that's not going to happen. 
Facts. So mm. you gotta sacrifice. Man, I love that. That's a that's a beautiful spot to end it. What do you think, Micah? Yes, sir. Nine to five, work a job. Six to twelve, you build your legacy. I love it. <laughs> Wow, Amanda, thank you so much for hopping on and giving us all this great um, knowledge and inspiring us to do more because I mean, yeah, I mean, even in even in how we're doing it, we see one one thing we're like, okay, I'm just gonna do that because it works. But you, you, I mean, every single angle of the puzzle, every piece of the puzzle, you're like, you, you find a way to make money, you know, and that's, that's how you got to do it. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. This has been fun. For yeah, sure. a blast. You might have two new realtors on your team. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about the timeshares, Amanda. Oh, we sure do. We can Let's talk on air or off air. Whatever you want to do. We can talk on. Uh, Let's do it. So, okay. So you were talking about uh, your people that want to get rid of their timeshares, right? What if I told you you can make 50000 a month on your timeshare? Tell me how. You can rent it out on Airbnb. You're one week a month? You're one nope. week a year? Mm-mm. If you don't take the week and don't take the points, you rent out the bonus time and the inventory special time. So if you were to call your timeshare company and ask them, hey, can you give me access to your calendar when your uh, places aren't booked? They're usually called inventory specials and bonus time. It'll be like, you'll, they'll give you all their inventory when it's not booked, you can book it anytime you want. And you just throw those days on Airbnb. And all you do is sign up and put the guest from Airbnb on the guest pass and they can pay you. And Airbnb pays you and then you pay the little timeshare fee or whatever. And you only pay if the timeshare is paid off. I wouldn't tell anyone to go buy a timeshare. It is a bad investment unless you find one that's paid off. And then they'll pay you the difference. So you can run a timeshare for, you can buy one, roll you can rent the bonus time for 300 a night, sell it for 600 a night, pay for it with a credit card, get travel credit points off the 300 you just spent. So that comes out to like three or four times the points, so like 1,200 points, and you get paid for it. So are you talking about the RCI bonus weeks? Mm -mm. It's, it's called bonus time. This is the bonus time that time. bonus time and inventory specials. It's the time that the timeshares, they, they have all this availability, but it's just a, people aren't booking it. Yeah. And you can sell it. Okay. So how many timeshares would you actually have to own? Cause it sounds like to me, you're really only owning one. One. Yeah. Okay. So this is the thing. And this is why I hate timeshares so much. I hate them too. <laughs> I was in this industry for a long time, but I was on the other side. So people would come to me wanting to get out of the timeshares and they would literally pay me thousands of dollars to get them out. And I worked with an attorney and we did all that for them. This is how I made a lot of money and was able to be a private money lender when I first got into real estate. So this, <laughs> oh gosh. All right. This is the thing about timeshares that I hate. Okay. These people are getting sold on an idea that is never going to happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. So once you buy a timeshare, it's for life. And that's what people don't understand. And that maintenance fee is going to go up every single year. It's going to double, triple, quadruple. They're going to get hit with special assessments when the, when the building gets hit with the hurricane. And when they can't use it, they still have to pay for it. 
And oh, and by the way, there's just enough property taxes involved with that maintenance fee that you're paying every single year. It attaches it to real property, meaning your house. So if you don't pay the maintenance fee, they can place a lien on your real property. Oh, and by the way, when you die, before your children can, can get your house, they have to accept the timeshare. Mm. That's why I don't like timeshares. True. And the only people telling you that you can sell them and get out of them are people who are going to charge you an upfront fee, $500,000 to go list your timeshare, and it's never going to sell. You can go to eBay and find them for a dollar all day long. There you go. So that's why I'm like, so I hate them. Like with a passion, right? That's crazy. Um, <laughs> so you used, to, you used to be one of the people that get people out of the timeshares. Yes. I would travel around every week. I was gone. I would leave Thursday night and I would come home Monday night, all day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We were doing presentations and we were explaining to people how we were getting them out. And they would literally be writing checks for me, three, four, five, six thousand $6,000 to get them out. I got to get in that business. No, it's, it's not good anymore. Really? It, it was really good. So it was really good. Um, 2008, 2009 was like our best years ever. We started the company and we ended up like hitting Fortune 500 uh, magazine. We were number 27. We did $77 million that year. Like it freaking rot that year. Um, because people were scared because we were going in, we were in a recession, right? They couldn't afford to pay the maintenance fees. Then I started having all these children coming in who inherited their parents' uh, timeshares and maintenance fees. It was just crazy. Um, but I don't know, I say it's not good anymore. It's, it's more difficult now because there's a lot of scams out there. So people have got word that this is a business and people were making a lot of money in this business. And then the bad people got word of it. And so now there's probably only about 20% of the, the exit type companies out there um, that are actually legit. Wow. wow. I'm happy yeah. you said that because I hear people like, because I've consulted with people and they were asking about people and I've never had anyone legitimate to send them to, but I'm happy you said that because I didn't know a lot of those people are scamming. I figured they were just kind of how, just kind of how, you know, and, something comes off a little snaky you're like eh, you know wow. yeah so, you gotta be careful you gotta you gotta do your research you gotta see who the attorneys are you guys you know get your your testimonials all that stuff and i still have a lot of connections in the industry um so if you do know someone with timeshare like i'll, I'll hook them up I'll yeah. with somebody who will actually get the job done yeah. um but yeah you gotta be careful with that but yeah okay so if you're doing this method oh god i can't believe i'm about to say this like one timeshare, one timeshare only with a low maintenance fee because you know, and don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> like, let someone give it to you. Yes. See, that's the point. See, what I tell people, is, okay, and this is what I teach people. You can get a timeshare of like between a dollar to 400 bucks with, that's already paid off, right? So how I've taught, like one of my students, she bought one for like $300, already paid off. She got 20,000 points. I told her, you can use the points to travel if you want to. You don't even need to sell them. But now she has access to 400 different properties that she can just rent on Airbnb. So that's what I teach people. It, it's, I don't tell people to go buy them, but I tell people you can make money off of them if you know what you're doing and you get the right one. Those RCI ones, I don't really mess with because that is the biggest scam. RCI is probably the biggest scam out there. It is a scam. <laughs> yeah, they pretty much give you two weeks. Hey, here's two weeks out the year. You pay two, $300 a month 
until it's paid off. And then once it's paid off, you have to pay like 150 a month to uh, for a 150 a month. And you are you really going to use two weeks? Even if you do, is it worth it? Mm. when you can travel for free with travel points you know what i mean so it's not really you know. but, but something else they do though is they rci has the bonus weeks so um mm -hmm. if you have a timeshare then they do have the their 199 dollars for the week and it their inventory is always changing right yep. um but you can rent that way and you're actually renting like a, an actual location for an actual like set period like set date so it sounds like to me what, what you're doing with these, the way you're marketing these is you're marketing it. And then once someone books, that's when you go and book it. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you handle that? Like, what if they cancel? Uh, if they, we put a strict cancellation policy on there. So if they cancel, we get paid out. And <laughs> there's even times when they cancel, we can still cancel. And then everyone, you know, everyone gets paid out. So, it, it, man, it, I, I, I started doing it like three, four years ago. At first, we were like, this ain't going to work. And then once we learned it, I was like, I, I kind of went through and read the like fine print of everything. It's only for this one specific timeshare. RCI doesn't really work. Uh, you, it works if you rent out the week, but it's only like two weeks of income. You know what I mean? Out of the yeah. year, we just figured out how to make it 365 days out of the year. Interesting. Do you have a course on that? Yeah, uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm actually revamping it right now. As things have changed, uh, we actually got a good guy on the team out in uh, Argentina, our guy Federico, and yeah, we're revamping it. So, yeah. We posted because that's very interesting the way you're, you're dealing with that. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, a lot of people tell me that. And like when people say they have a timeshare, I just ask them who's it with. And if we're interested, I'll let one of my students go buy it, you know, so it depends. It just depends on who it's with. Um, but yeah, most of them are kind of a scam. You just have to get the right one. Yeah. So do you run away from Wyndham or what? Those are my people. I love Wyndham. <laughs> I love Wyndham. Now those oh other God. people I'm not with. Wyndham I'm cool with. Hmm. I stayed at a Wyndham there in, Cab Wyndham. in Cabo. Yeah, yeah. At Cabo? In Cabo, I stayed at Wyndham. You're probably at mine. It's really cheap. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long no, no, time. If it ago. was cheap, no, I wouldn't. It's a long time ago. It was like fifty or sixty bucks a night. It was really. It was oh, a nice really? place. It's right over. Yeah, right overlooking the marina. It was really nice. Really. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a like, hotel over there. Do what? It was it a Wyndham hotel? I believe so. Yeah, it was oh, like right yeah, over the water. It was really nice. Resorts. I remember yeah. go. I remember arriving in in Cabo and going through like that gaunt, that timeshare gauntlet right after you got off the off your plane to get your bags. I was. It shows like RTVs over here on the rocks and it shows you know pretty girls are coming up to you. Hey, you want to you want to sign up for some things? I didn't know it was timeshare. You know, <laughs> I mean it was just like hey, you want to sign up for some excursions? I was like, oh, where are y'all at? He goes, oh, just you know, don't worry. Here, sign here. We'll we'll pick you up in the morning. I was like, oh, I'm wait a minute. You. <laughs> What you just said, that's like one of the biggest things I've had, like on the Airbnb side, they were like, oh, I didn't like the timeshare pitch. So I like uh, kind of, tell them, so I tell them like, uh, we had a, uh, we have an automated message that goes to them like, hey, uh, if they tell you they want to pitch and sell you a timeshare, just tell them, no, you're not interested. So, you know, Unless you want some free breakfast. Yeah, those breakfasts, man. Those turned into like two hour nine, pitches. Nine I was like, hour. That was, yeah, yeah. The the running joke back in the industry in the in the old days was that was the most expensive lobster dinner I've ever had. 
$20,000 lobster dinner. Jeez. For real, man. But it's been awesome having you, Amanda. Good talking to you. Uh, I'll definitely keep you in the loop about the course and whatnot. But uh, yeah, definitely you've inspired me for sure. I might go get my real estate license. So uh, awesome. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you. Where can folks find you? Oh, yeah, we'll oh um, so I am known as Amanda the Traveling Realtor. So all, all social media accounts, my website is amandathetravelingrealtor.com. If you do a little backslash passive, you'll get a uh, free download for a training that I did on my three favorite streams of income. I um, went into detail on that. So yeah, I have all kinds of freebies and goodies on my website. And I do, um, actually, I'm doing a couple of events coming up too, so um, yeah, just check that out and follow me and you'll see it when I start doing my events. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for coming on another great Clubhouse connection. Everybody needs to get on that app. So if you aren't on Clubhouse, get on it. Um, so yeah, thank you for coming on. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. And that was Amanda Williams on episode 153 of your favorite podcast in the world. Um, yeah, man, she, she really dropped some knowledge. Yeah. Now, is this 153 or 152? 153 yeah 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 real good episode real good episode she really inspired me i definitely was like dang okay see i liked how she was saying she was flipping houses she used that to get into well she was what did she say she was doing at the beginning she was uh doing private money it landed into getting your real estate license so like that's one thing i'm working on in my business is like okay i'm doing burrs but maybe a flip wouldn't be too bad you know just to flip something then you know, get right, something right. else. So definitely have a lot of tools on your tool belt. And, and, and I alluded to it in the, in the show, like um, being kind of told that eh, maybe it's not best for you to get your real estate license. Cause, cause you'll be held to a higher standard. And I think, I think with this, with these people, I won't say one person, but <laughs> what they were kind of saying that let's say you, you, you go up at a house and you say, Hey, you know, would, would you like to sell your house? You know, and you make them a, like a low ball offer 50 grand and they take it you can get in trouble for that because then they, a family member say, wait a minute, your house, if you would have listed it, you'd have got 150. And this, this agent took you for a ride. You could get your ass sued because you have to kind of disclose, you know, I'm an agent and I have to disclose I'm an agent. If you put this on the market, you, you would probably get like a hundred and something thousand for it. So that kind of handicaps people that want to knock the heads clean off of people, you know, <laughs> and take their, and take their houses and take their houses for pennies on the dollar. So I'm just saying they, it could happen to me or you. Hey man, I just, I found a good deal. I bought the house. You know, I'm not an agent. I don't know. I don't, you know, but agents kind of have to just like a doctor. Hey, this, this, this um, vaccine might, you know, give, make you grow another head or something. You know what I'm saying? Speaking I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's accountability, but I mean, yeah. I mean, but here's the flip side on that. Let, let's say, let's say you, you, okay, you don't have to make them a lowball offer because you can get paid on the back end. Like list your house with me, you can make this much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but I will tell you something, man, being on the buying and on the selling side, it's a bitch. Like, I'm like, man, I'm refinancing everything. I don't even want to flip. Like, shit. <laughs> For real, man, it's a bitch. Like, you got to get shit fixes. Like, damn. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. So yeah, man, uh, I've always I've always thought about getting my my license too. So we'll, we'll you see. gonna do it? Um, she's she's inspired me to to think harder about it. I mean, yeah, why not? If you do it, I'll do it. Another tool in the tool in the toolbox. How much does it cost a month to keep to keep your put your hat somewhere? You know how they say um, it's a couple hundred bucks a month to the board. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, I'm. Uh, oh no, I'm interested. I might. I might look into it. I want to. I want to see those glass bottom houses. That's for sure. Oh, you can look them <laughs> up online. Man, there's a bunch of them on Airbnb. Um, oh, especially cool. out in like Fiji. Like Fiji oh, yeah. glass bottom ones, man. That's pretty dope. But at least it's a little closer. Just a little skip, a little hop. Yeah, yeah, skip. yeah, yeah. Especially right now with <laughs> COVID. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, cool, man. It's a great episode. Yeah, great episode. Remember to follow us uh, on IG, YouTube, Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, and always, we're um, I'm about to start. Ho- we're about to start hosting some rooms on Clubhouse. Um, the club is up though. Whenever you get on Live Let, get on Clubhouse. Remember to follow Live Let Thrive, follow Michael Artist, and follow Stevie Stacks. Get access to the club and join up, and we will start hosting some rooms on there. But uh, yeah, and if you have any questions, comments, if you're a lender, if you could help us grow, email us at liveletthrive at gmail.com. We are out. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live Let Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.